Good morning. And welcome to Morning Prayers in Appleton Chapel. Today's service, we will begin with a responsive reading from the Black Appleton Psalter book, Psalm Selection Number 1, found on page 1. Please stand as we read responsively by whole verse. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree, planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous.
First, before we consider this gospel, we must say something about today's feast, which is called All Saints Day. It is celebrated all over the world so that you find it everywhere. It is celebrated this very day and tomorrow as All Souls Day. I would have both of these feasts done away with everywhere, if for no other reason than for the sake of the abuses associated with them. A reading from Martin Luther's sermon for the Feast of All Saints, taken from his collection of sermons titled House Postals. The origins of All Saints Day go back to the sixth century when Pope Boniface consecrated the Pantheon in Rome as a place to remember the hundreds of Christians martyred there. This solemn remembrance of the dead, especially those given the title saint, grew into a three-day festal period consisting of All Saints' Eve, from which we get Halloween, All Saints' Day, and All Souls' Day. This three-day observance, a triduum, has many traditions, like processing around the church dressed as angels and saints, a practice which is continued here at the Memorial Church by the church school and will take place this Sunday. However, exactly 500 years ago, on October 31st, 1517, the Protestant Reformation initiated a protest against the established practices of the church, like the celebration of All Saints Day. Protestants eliminated this practice for its unsure biblical foundation veneration of saints, and transactional intercessions for the dead. Despite this erasure, the public remembrance of the saintly dead resurfaced, albeit differently, not long after the Reformation, with the publication of a Protestant martyrology, or or catalog of martyrs, published in 1563 by the Puritan historian John Fox. By the 19th and 20th centuries, the commemoration of all saints found its way back into Protestant liturgical practices. We have an innate need to look to another person as an example, whether it be to learn how to tie our shoes or be it inspiration for along the journey of life. Perhaps this is why All Saints Day remains a Christian celebration today. Though it is often less about the great historic figures of the church than about those cherished people of whose memories are all that are left. Remembering the dead invites us to reflect and to give thanks for the lives that have influenced who we are and who we want to become. Recalling the triumphs and trials of our beloved dead moves us to greater acts of devotion as the intertwining of humanity and divinity shine forth in the lives of the saints. Today, much to Martin Luther's chagrin, I, as a Protestant minister, will remember the saints. Saints like St. Therese de Lisieux, who lived a rather ordinary life as a Carmelite nun until her death from tuberculosis in her early 20s. At the end of her life, she struggled with doubt and despair, and is even noted 
and even noted to her sister that she feared she would take her own life. With all of her misgivings, though, she went on to be the saint who promised to send roses from heaven. I will also remember saints like my great-grandmother, Carrie Walpusk. My great-grandmother, after fleeing under the cover of night from an abusive husband, established herself in a small Pennsylvania coal mining town. Here, at a time when female church leadership was taboo, she had the audacity to form the first Protestant church for her community in her living room. These are just a few of the saints whose lives nourish my spirit as I try to remain faithful. From whose life might you draw inspiration today? A parent, child, spouse, a friend, maybe St. Mary Magdalene or St. Lawrence. This communion of saints waits before us, revealing the illusionary boundary between this world and the next. Let us pray. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that, with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe according to the working of his great power. Amen. Will you join me in saying the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please stand as you are able to join in singing the hymn, For All the Saints, hymn number 83.
hope you're able to join us for Mem Cafe following the service for some coffee and conversation on the church's porch. And as we go into this day, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may the Lord grant you peace. And the gathered people said, Amen. Amen.